Ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to pause this edition of Inspirado Projecto because of an emergency broadcast system. Inspirado Projecto. <laughs> Okay, it is now 5.35 p.m. And uh, it's June 18th. We are going to be playing at the world-famous Whiskey tonight. I'm looking at a photo, uh, a poster of Jim Morrison. Two of them, actually. Jimi Hendrix. I don't know if he ever actually played here. Maybe he did. I don't know. Uh, Lenny. Lemmy? Lemmy. Everybody loves Lemmy from Motorhead around these parts. Rainbow. They love that guy. Um... So, uh, I was looking at someone's Instagram stories just now, and they had, like, a, uh, they, they had, you know, they had posted pieces of a show. Oh, I know who it was. My buddy Reese. Reese, Reese Instagram. My buddy Reese, who I met on Twitter when I was in the, uh, Duran Duran Tribute Band Rio a long time ago, he found me on Twitter, and he would, uh, uh, he would send me uh, messages going on. I'm going to come out to your show. And he's a pilot. So he would come out. Um, oh, here comes a Hollywood City Tours. Here comes a Hollywood City Tours. Here comes a Hollywood City Tours truck. <laughs> yeah! Oh, I figured it'd be fun to p- pretend we're famous. And they're like, wait a second. Who are these people? Uh so you see some of these 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 uh, buses that come around these parts, double deckers, and uh, there are, there are these tours that take you on to famous locations. I've talked on few occasions uh, the idea of making a an Andy Kaufman one around around these parts. There are a few different kinds. There's one that does uh, Marilyn Monroe, one that does uh, the Doors and Jim Morrison, a few others. Elisa, which is John Garside's cousin, she's the one who does the uh, L.A. Woman tours, which is the um, Jim Morrison, and also uh, the Marilyn Monroe one. So I'd love to do an Andy Kaufman one. So this, this idea had popped into my brain. Uh, I was looking on Instagram, uh, Reese's Instagram, and now he's, coming out, he's been coming out to see Yachtly Cruise shows, by the way. We used to come out and see the Rio shows, but then uh, when I quit that band, he started coming out to see the Yachtly Cruise shows. And I'll see him. He'll just pop up anywhere. Wherever his plane is, you know, if his plane happens to be coming in that night to that location, I'll, uh, you know, I'll end up going out there after the thing, and I'll see him, and I'm like, what the heck? It's just, it's so cool. It's so exciting. So I, ha- so I was looking on his story, and it looks like he was at a place where this stand-up comedian was, um, I didn't go deep into it, but he kind of looked like George Carlin. And all of a sudden, the light bulb went off in my brain. So there are all these tribute bands that are out there. There's, there's a whole scene out there. And I, I, I've seen it up close and personal because I've, I, when I was in the Rio, when I was in the Duran Duran tribute band, we kept coming across all kinds. There's a U2, there are a couple of U2s. There's a few doors. In fact, um, one of my buddies... Tony um, is in Peace Frog, which is a, a Doors tribute band. 
And uh, I'm looking at the Viper Room right now, which is where Yachtly Crew used to have residency at least once a month we used to play. It, it's not getting torn down as far as I'm looking. There, there, there are all these threats that it's going to get torn down and they're going to build a new thing in its place. Which, by the way, I would not be surprised if Yachtly Crew was invited back there to open up their very first night. Oh my gosh, that would be phenomenal. It would be so poetic. So poetic! Their first night open and Yachtly Crew plays. Woo! I, I'm predicting it right now. Right now, uh, at 5.40 p.m., on June 18th, I am predicting it now. Yali Crew will be opening the grand opening of the Viper Room when it pl- when uh, after they do all the reconstruction, uh, whenever that happens. It's uh, oh earlier, uh, this uh, woman came through with three, two of her friends who were in town visiting. You know these tourists and. Uh, she she came in with them. She's like, hey, is it okay? And I was out there. I think as I wear the, I wear this blue blazer and it makes me look official, makes me look like I'm a manager or something. So it's great. People just tend to come up to me. It's phenomenal. So she's like, are you guys the manager? Are you the manager? And I go, no, no I'm just, I play keys in the band. But um, she's like, oh, can we come inside and just take a look at the whiskey? You know, these are my friends who are in out of town. They've never visited the whiskey before. Can we uh, take a look at, can we take a look? And so I said, yeah, come on in. And so it was suddenly, for a short moment there, I became a tour guide. <laughs> I became a tour guide. And, um, you know, I was giving them a little bit of historical facts about the whiskey. And uh, which was what was interesting because the manager of the whiskey had given me those facts and figures. So I was just passing it on to them. And uh, by the way, I'm looking at, su- at a green building right now that says the Beverly Hills Estates. This is on the corner of Sunset and Clark. It used to be a t- uh, aha. Used to be an aha. All yellow building, you know, where they'd have all cool like Halloween costumes in there and stuff. Now it's part, actually there are two buildings, three buildings. They're all the same green. That are called the Beverly Hills Estates. A global brand. A global brand, by the way. Don't get mixed up. This is not a, a national brand. This is not a local brand. This is a global brand, all right? Hey! Hey! All right! Yeah! Alex, uh, who is uh, who we call Street Dog. Street Dog's girlfriend, Alex. She's uh, running the merch booth lately. And... Uh, Her dad and brother just showed up. So that's exciting. So I gave this little tour to these tourists of talking about the whiskey, talking about some of the history. And I said, oh, yeah, come on over. Let's look at the posters, you know, of who, who are going to be, you know, playing here. And um, so it was it was just a lot of fun for that little piece to kind of give them this, give them this little uh, history <laughs> of the whiskey. I could have gone deeper. I didn't. Um but I did run up and I, uh, I run up to the merch booth. I grabbed a couple of uh, koozies and gave them to him. We have 10 tickets for tonight. 10. 10 tickets. Wow. This is just so fascinating to me to think that when Yachtly Crew played at Viper Room, it resonated all along Sunset's trip. And I believe I've told you on past podcasts i just have to say it again when i read that 
uh, book, No One Here Gets Out Alive. It's all about Jim Morrison and the Doors. It's all about their history. And they're talking about the Laurel Canyon musicians who were up there up on the mountains at that time, living in just blissful nature. Their houses were cheap. Beautiful time. Beautiful time. That's definitely one of my time travel destined. Uh, one of my time travel tours that I plan on doing. Jamming with the monkeys and the Beach Boys and all those people who lived up there. Janis Joplin, she lived up there for a short time. All these different, all these different people. Nico was even seen up there. Oh, oh my gosh! I look off to my left. I can see a couple of chefs walking down the street in their in their aprons, mind you. Chefs in their aprons. They're, look at this. One of them looks like Jesse from Bre- Breaking Bad. One of them kind of looks like Jesse from Breaking Bad. These guys, who knows where they're going. But they got their uh, aprons on. The, the, the ties just flapping in the wind. Oh, now comes a lovely couple wearing yellow. They're, bo- they're both wearing yellow. Uh, he, he is kind of like... Uh, what looks like uh, if you were to uh, cut lemon slices and set them on there. He has a bunch of circles, a lot of lemon slices. He's, he's got green and lemon socks. Her dress is uh, yellow flowers, green uh, stems and plants. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. This area is wonderful to visit. Lots of character happening here. I'm looking up right now at a billboard that says Ethan Hawke, the black phone Never talk to strangers in theaters June 24th. I, this is the first time I think that I've seen or heard about Ethan Hawke being a bad guy in a movie. His face is painted white. He's wearing like a white sort of what looks to me like a Joker's mask. Like the Joker that's based off of, have you ever seen how um, how they show like what uh, Bob Keane based the Joker off of? And he was like a television actor, a, a movie actor, this guy. He is who the, the Joker was based off of. And this mask very closely resembles that. Very toothy, very toothy smile. Look up the black phone, Ethan Hawke, online. Check out those images. You'd be surprised. Right now I'm glancing off diagonally. The man standing in front of the Beverly Hills Estates that I was just talking about, the green green building. He's wearing a, what looks like Michael Jackson's glove, but it's in jacket form. This thing has sequins all over it. It's very silvery. It's very sparkly. Very silvery, very sparkly. By the way, I just recently ordered these new, uh, uh, these new glasses, bamboo, and the lenses are greenish or goldish. I love them. However, I misplaced them. Something tells me I left those glasses in the Uber. And what's interesting, I've been thinking lately about getting Elvis glasses again. So I don't know. Maybe that's a sign that I need to get Elvis glasses. Who knows? Who knows? We shall see. It's uh, yeah. Oh, Yachtly Crew is playing tonight. Yacht Rock Band. There's only ten tickets left. Yeah, Christopher Cross, Michael McDonald, uh, Toto, Hall and Oates, all those love songs from back in the '70s and '80s. Oh my gosh. Tons of love songs. Everybody just oh, putting their arms around each other, singing along. It's so it's it's amazing. But if you get a chance, look on YouTube at least. Check out check out Yachtly Crew. It's a very very cool band. Unfortunately, I don't have any I don't have any stickers or anything. We're playing tonight at 10 p.m. So if you guys find yourselves you know available to to check out a show, we'll be playing here tonight. Yeah yeah. Take care. Yeah yeah.
Yeah, take care. Thanks. Uh, so that was great. That was the uh, silver-jacketed uh, guy and his and his buddies. I came to learn that those silvers were not, in fact, um, what do you call them? It was not glitter or uh, or uh, sequins. It was, in fact, those uh, silvery spikes. You know, punk rock or silvery spikes that you usually see on the leather jackets. Remember in high school, I saw a lot of those. It's so incredible. Out here on the corner of Clark and Sunset, if you get a chance, if you're listening to this and you find yourself going to, to California, just, just sit here on this corner. Just check out what's going on. If you're, if you're looking at Sunset Boulevard, if you're looking at that sign, um, and to its left is a billboard and then to its right is a gas station if you were to stand out here at clark okay you're aligned with clark your spine is running up clark but you're looking at sunset boulevard you can see if you look left and left and left you'll see this the viper room over there if you look right there's the whiskey you're right here at the whiskey of course right up the street a little bit is the roxy above the roxy used to be called a place called on the rocks and that's where uh john belushi john lennon Jack Nicholson, a lot of those guys used to hang out all the time at On the Rocks. On the Rocks is where I performed my buddy Jeff Cahill, a fellow orphan from, uh, from Blues Brothers. Oh my gosh, there's so many synchronicities interwoven with that. He got me to play there on a couple of occasions. And one of the occasions was on Halloween and I dressed like um, the 12th Doctor, I think. Doctor Who, the one with the scarf, my friend Renee Easton knitted an actual Doctor Who scarf. I mean, this thing is like 30 feet long. So I wore that thing and I wore a big coat and I wore a curly brown haired, brown hair. And underneath that, I wore um, like a black tuxedo and a black tie. And during the song, when I was, uh, my buddy Billy Thomas was playing guitars during that show and he started playing Rawhide and I changed into... Um, a blues brother. I changed from Doctor Who into a blues brother, just like Andy Kaufman changes into Elvis. And I, I took off the wig, I took off the jacket underneath was this, you know, black tuxedo and then the black tie and everything, the white shirt. And um, then I uh, put on a mask. And this, this was a perfect blues brothers mask that I found somewhere. And it just covers like, from, it, it's like, it covers like underneath your eye. No, no, no. It covers from underneath your eyes. It has fake ears on it. It might have a fake nose, but there's a spot there for the no for the mouth. So there's an open open area for the mouth, so the mouth can move. So I transformed into a blues brother. I put that mask on, and I look like a blues brother. And um. Ladies, would you like me to get a photo of you in front of this sign? Sure. Yeah? My band is playing tonight at 10 p.m. Oh, Yali Crew? Yeah, yeah. Nice. Oh. So that's so cool. I'll get you up there. Wow, that's cool. Okay. Uh, so let me do one of these, but then I'll do one from across the street, too. Oh, oh, oh this is fine. This is fine? Yeah. yeah. Oh, this is great. Oh, this is good. This is good. Let's, see, let's try this. Okay, take a look at this and see. 
Perfect. Is that good? Yeah. yeah. Okay, you. cool, cool. You're welcome. And so I helped a couple of girls take a photo of themselves in front of the whiskey sign. Um, yeah, like I said, you never know who's going to be coming around here. And um, so at, at On the Rocks, so I played that night, and uh, I transformed into a blues brother, and I invited Jeff Cahill, who was my fellow orphan, uh, who booked me there. I invited him up on stage to sing Rawhide with me. And back then I was going around from place to place. I was also playing the Voodoo Lounge at, at House of Blues <clears throat> and uh, a few other places. And I would call myself, uh, I am an orphan. Good to see you again. Good Thanks so you. much for coming out, man. Are you Alex's brother? Yeah, What's up? I'm Stony Shores. Pleasure to meet you. He plays in the band. I'm so glad. Are you guys coming tonight? Uh, it's an all-ages show. show. It's an all-ages show. No, it's no. an all-ages show. She said it's 21 and over. No. Wait, is it? it? I thought it was because that's what Kyle said. Oh, because I thought before I'd seen out there that there were like, find like out, young, Texas, younger folks out there. Because if, if that's the case, that would be phenomenal. Yeah. We can get you on a list. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Let me know, but I'll pay for the ticket. I don't care, but just let me know. There's no more tickets to sold out, so. We'll oh. get you on a list. Can you find out seriously? Yeah, of course. All right. I just thought it was a 21 and up, so. All right. Well, yeah. so well, you guys have, a good, have a good concert if I don't they, see you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Thank you. What's weird about this place is that I've seen like younger folks here before and I was blown away. I'm like, what the heck? This is an all ages show. And then someone told me, well, yeah, that's why, that's how, like, I don't, I don't know how they're able to do it. But, um, but God, just, that would be so phenomenal if your brother was able to show up. My brother's been wanting to come to a show for a while. It would be phenomenal. So. You and your dad and your brother here at the, at the, the, at the whiskey, at the yeah. world famous whiskey. Oh my God, that'd be great. Yeah, no, my dad loves the whiskey, so. He just loves the area in general, and he's literally having dinner right down the street. So. That's great. Oh, I'm so tired. <laughs> Looking up those boxes, like, I'd be sweating. Yeah. Yeah, you're tough. You're tough. I try. I try to pull. You may be little, but you're mighty. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, if I'm getting paid, I'm going to do as much as I can. <laughs> I try. Well, it's great. You know, you're always smiling. You're always such a bright spirit back there at the merch booth, and when people come out, they're like, oh. Yeah, I think that's a huge thing, you know? That's a very important thing because, you know, you're representing, well, in a sense, the band, but, you know, you're, you're also representing any, any other things that you might be a part of or, or that you, you know, I don't, I don't know, maybe you're an artist or, you know, so it's just interesting because the people, when they go up there, they see you, you know, and so you're, you're, you're giving them this wonderful experience, which I think is phenomenal. Yeah, that's you why it's just... my day. Well, <laughs> thank you. You always have such a positive vibe. That's why I always like talking to you, and I'm just like, you brightens my day. Well, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> oh, my I see the greatness in everyone, and I see... And I, I, it's like, I feel like it's important for me to let them know. Um, even if they'll deny it or something, um, I think it's very important for them to see another perspective outside of their own that, mm-hmm. you know, sees the greatness and goes, yeah. let's turn up the volume on that, you know? <laughs> Well, you know what? Let me ask the one of the sound guys. All right, we're going to see if this is an all-ages place. We've got some guys in here to ask. So let's see what we can do. We are now inside the world-famous whiskey. Check that out. ASMR. 
looking for the other uh, workers here. Do you work here? No. Oh, okay. I'm Kyle Have you seen anyone uh, around here who might work here? Oh, I was just going to ask them if it's an all-ages show, because before I thought I saw young folks out there in the audience. Nope. Yeah, I've seen, I've, seen, I've seen youngsters out here, and it'd be great if her brother could go. I know, I was astonished too. So there we go. 21 or under. So yeah, that was Alex. That's Alex. That's uh, street, as we call him, street dog's girlfriend. She runs the merch booth. Um, all right. Anyway, I will talk to you more later. Thank you for listening to Inspirato Projecto. Everybody loving me. Nobody wanted to know my fucking name because anybody that asked about me was told I just made the whole fucking thing up. I was full of shit. I was crazy. So Motley Crue was telling people who asked them about you that, you, yeah. that you were for making it up? For years. My name didn't come out for 15 fucking years. Wow. They got the backing with me. The line, they recorded Too Fast for Love with me. They lined up the gigs with me. They ripped off my rip and tear look for fucking... Uh, that's when I put on the suits and ties. Wow. I was a broker for 35 years. I had no career. I still don't have a fucking career. I probably never will. But anybody that's ever heard my voice knows it's better than any fucking buddy ever. 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 You know, I'm so surprised you don't have a band you know, out there well, doing stuff with your... guess what? I might have uh, found my keyboard player. I've got an incredible guitarist. I've known since he was 15. Now he's 28. He's fucking hot as hell. Derek Day. You might know who he is. Mm. Uh, I know so many musicians. I sang with Andre Crouch Gospel Choir for 25 years before Andre died. Wow. He's like a brother. I sang at Billy Preston's funeral with him. Wow. I, I've played Rosalie Brooks. I played with her for years and years. She was Jimmy's girl, Jimi Hendrix's girl the last fucking 10 oh, years. Wow. Gloria Jones from Andre Crouch's band. And she wrote uh, Tainted Love and uh, several other Motown songs. She's like wow. a sister to me. Her son is like a, a son of me. How many songs would you say? I'm known. I'm known. I just don't wish to be attacked like I was attacked when before I was known. Oh yeah. Uh, now you should see the crap that's on the internet about me. That's it's weird. Crap. It's bullshit. I don't have any kind of contact on the internet, but the shit that's out there about me is. Unbelievable! Wow, I'm so surprised that's uh, fame. Fuck it, I don't care. 
I'm 69 fucking years old. I'm hopefully we'll make it past 100. But if I don't, when I die, people will know it's the greatest fucking. Wait, real quick, real quick. Is that that car? Eight six seven. Does that look like that kind of car? Because it looks like this this car is parked kind of around the corner. But I don't know. Clark Street. Are they parked around this corner? I don't see it. That looks like... Maybe that's them over there. It is now uh, 2.54. Um, I just have to say that uh, the man you just heard is Odin Peterson. And um, claims that he's the original singer of Motley Crue. And you can tell he's pretty bitter about it. On the one hand, he says, I don't, I don't care at all if anybody, you know, follows me or not follows me or, um, you know, I don't care about fame or anything yet. I get the feeling, I get the feeling that he walks up to people periodically and often and, and, um, tells them that he was the original singer of Motley Crue. And uh, he wears a captain's hat. So what's interesting was, this is the synchronicity. While we were standing out in in front of the whiskey, loading all our stuff out, he comes walking down the street and he's wearing a hat. And I I thought he had just come from the show. The show, like he was at the show, maybe went down to the rainbow and came back. Um, he, um, was just bumbling down the street, and uh, he's like, he's like, first, he's like, first, Motley Crew ripped me off. Now you guys are ripping off my look. And somehow I was the guy he zeroed in on. And he started going into this big thing and I kept trying to record him. I wanted to get his story. He's like, nobody knows the true story. And I'm like, well, I want to interview from my podcast. I made the mistake of giving him my phone number. So we'll see what happens with that. You know, we'll see... Let's see. Might have to block the, the guy. I mean, I, I want to interview him because I want to get the true story. But I think I'm going to have to do it when he's not... He was pretty plastered from what it seemed. We had a great time at the whiskey. I'm at home now. Uh, Matthew McDonald lives... He, he just moved... Very close by. So I just walked back from his house. The Uber dropped us off. Um, had a great show. Great night.
our friend Bianca came out. Um, just great people. Oh, a, um, a guy who runs the Jimmy Buffett record company, he came out to see us play too. So we'll see. We'll see what he thinks. Anyway, here I am at the door. Thank you for listening to Inspirato Projecto Podcast. Today is, hello, 12.01 p.m. Today is the 20th. Tomorrow, we're flying out to Denver. And, um... Playing, playing out, playing out there, and uh, we're gonna go to Illinois to be out there. Gonna be out there on the East Coast for a little bit. So uh, I promised to get some interviews while I'm out there. So right now I'm on my way up to a place where they take photos for passports. What's your guess? What do you what do you think that they would charge for something like that? One would think maybe five, six bucks, right? It doesn't take much these days. So after all, it's not like real film. It's digital. Um, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what, 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 what we uh, conjure up here. Because there are some hints, there are some talks, some possibilities of Yachtly Crew um, um, playing in Italy. Well, there were some hints of that. There's some, 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 some whispers, whispers in the, in the hinterlands. There's some whispers in the hinterlands about the possibility of us playing in Italy. And then some guy at, uh, at Whiskey, at the Whiskey, when we played there, uh, in the green room after the show, he was, he kept saying, oh, we'll get you, you know, we'll, pl- we'll get you to play in uh, Dominican Republic. And so uh, I, I started realizing, well, wait a second, hold on, let me check my passport, see what the score is with this. It ran out in 2011. And uh, we're now in 2022, so I cannot believe it ran out that long ago. 2011 does not seem that long ago at all. How did it get here so fast? 2011. How the heck are we already in 2022? Do you feel it? Do you feel the time picking up? Or is this just what happens to every, everyone who gets older? You know, that maybe you'd no, you just notice it more, maybe. But the time is flying. So, uh, so yes, I'm up uh, on my way to go get this photo. And then, of course, then i got to send him for the passport. So let's see if that takes uh, seven, seven weeks. I'd like to believe that... Um, I'd like to believe that I can get the passport quick, quicker than that, sooner than that. And then that way... Um, should something come up, Zoop, there it is, real fast. There's some surface. I was looking at it online. Rapid passport service. I was looking at it online, and they, um, this company wanted, it was like $130. They're like, oh yeah, 
$130, or I was reading on their website, $130 passport fee. And then, uh, and then so that I talked to someone on the phone and they said, oh, um, yeah, if, yeah, if you want it in, you know, eight weeks, it's $300. If you want it, to, 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 if you want it here, if you want it in, you know, uh, one week, it's, it's $800 extra, extra eight, $800. And I said, well, what, wait, what's the $130 thing? So I don't know. You just, it's, there's all kinds of little things, right? All kinds of little things. So I'm realizing that and maybe if I just go through the, through, through the, uh, passport, uh, travel gov, is that what it is? I was going to jaywalk. It's one of my specialties. If you're listening to this and you are new at walking across streets or you live in uh, heavily populated uh, trafficked areas, I, I would not suggest that you listen to this. I don't want you being influenced by my... Uh, questionable pedestrian decisions all right i always make sure i look around and there's plenty of room plenty of space around for me to be able to cross i cross when it is safe to i don't chance it yes i am a daredevil but not in that way I'm a daredevil in other ways, not in a physically dangerous way, I don't think. So, I'm over here safe now. Should I keep it running? I keep running in here. Let's see. All right, let's hit. Let's let's keep you going. Let's keep you. I'm gonna bring it right in here with me. All right, here we go. Hi. Hello. Um, so uh, I called you earlier, and you guys do pa- uh, passport photos. For U.S. passport? Yeah. You want to take one? Yes, I'd love to. hairs hanging on my nose. That's always a good... Yeah. This is for my future self, after all, right? You want to make oh. sure that you're like, oh, God, I had a big hair hanging out of there. Like, yeah. Well, because they glaze it over, so not really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we're going to look right here at this lens. I need you to turn your head a little to your right. A smith. Oh, perfect. A little to your left. Just a bit. Oh, too, too much. We're gonna look right here. You ready? We're gonna go one, two, three. Cool. You like? Yeah, it looks good. How many did you need? Just two? Uh, uh, yes. That so sounds good. Just a general. What else can I help you out? Oh, that's all. Thanks. 
So your total is going to be 1571. And what uh, passport places do you know of that are close by that I could get um, a passport? What do you mean? Well, what, what, I mean, what, would you suggest a post office or? Well, I mean, essentially we can send it off for you. It's just we would need you to have a few things. The application. Oh, you guys do it here? Yeah, we can mail it out. I mean, uh, there's just certain things that you have to do. Have the application filled out have your old passport and then a check for the state and as well as your passport photos and then if you wanted to do the regular route or the expedited route um, which also changes the cost of the passport because if you do the expedited route it costs more okay but on the check that you have to pay them more money what for the are you talking about for the mail to get to the post office faster or to the or who or the sort of i mean when you do expedited, like, because there's two addresses that it goes to, two PO boxes. There's one in Philly, and then there's one in Texas, I think. Mm. If you do the Texas one, it's just, you're just doing it regular. Like, you, get, you don't need it anytime soon, so they'll just process it, like, normally. And then mm. there's the expedited route, meaning you need the passport, like, now. Um, then, so they process it faster for you. So you have to pay the state more money because of it so that's minus the shipping cost so mm. if you wanted to send it off priority mail you can express you can or regular mail the only thing that i advise for you for either three categories is to certify it mm. if you certify it it makes it fully trackable so in the case that it's lost then you have a number to claim it with mm -hmm. because if you don't then it's just like ah good luck so there's a way to have a rush on them Correct. making the passport. Correct. So rushing it with them, expedited, which is what it is, because you're sending it to a separate state that does just that mm. for the government. Um, they process it. I heard it takes about a month for expedited. If you do regular, it'll probably take you a month and a half to two months. Mm. Do you know how much they charge for like a, a, if you were to be like okay if I can get this back in a month do you know uh, like kind of generally like what their prices are for that? So the government will charge you one hundred ninety dollars. That's for everything the renewal, but at expedited form, it's an additional sixty dollars to expedite it. Okay. Yeah. So your check would be printed out or written to the U.S. State Department of State for. $190 if you want to exercise. Okay. If you just want to do just a regular renewal, it'd be 130 And so, and you guys have the paperwork here? I can print it out for you if you want it. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. I was just looking at my passport the other day and I realized it's like from, it ended in 2011 and I'm like, holy cow, this whole time, you know, it's like, thank, it's best that I, 2011? Yeah, I don't know if I need to renew it or if I just get, have to get a whole new one. You're going to have to get a whole new one. You should call. Yeah. Because after a certain amount of time, yeah. they null and void your passport. Meaning, even if you've had it, um, they're going to consider you a new passport holder. So now, 
I'm not sure what to give you because oh I see the the renewal and then a new form are totally different as well as if you're if they're gonna consider you a new passport holder uh -huh. you have to do it differently you have to go in and then I think they interview you or something like that oh so I have to go in there uh, you have to go into the actual where's that where is the, where would that be to my knowledge it's in Cape Town okay like a little past Cape Town okay off of Wilshire um, but like I said I don't know because the second that you guys go oh I, I have to do a new passport there's nothing we can do minus the photo Right. Essentially, like, there's no mailing place. There's nothing. You have to set it up with the actual U.S. passport body. It's very weird. Okay. Um, All right. So since I'm kind of in a limbo of not really knowing which one is which, I should probably just call them up. Correct. Because we can send it out, and then they're going to go, oh, we're considering you a new passport holder because it's been so long. Mm. Then you just wasted money and time sending it to someone or a party that doesn't need it mm -hmm. because it doesn't apply to anyone. Wow. Yeah. It's interesting. If you had it said, like, expired in 2019, I'd have been like, ah, oh, that might be okay. Mm -hmm. But Was there, like, a 10-year time span on to it? To huh? my knowledge, I thought it was five years. But, oh. like, I, you know, I'm not the government, so I don't know the rules and regulations um, that they actually have. So I wouldn't know about that, but I don't want you to do it and then them say, oh, yeah, no, you, you can't do this. Like, you just waste your time and money. Hmm. But for sure, for you, I'm pretty sure they're going to consider you a new passport holder. Yeah. All right. Yeah, sorry for the bad news. No, that's okay. No, I, I see, these are the important things you need to hear from a, directly from a human instead of reading it online because it's like... Yeah, it's... <clears throat> there's all kinds of... I don't know, it's hard to trust kind of what you're seeing on there sometimes. Oh. So to hear someone who knows what, what they're talking about just feels so much better. Well, you know, like I said, I don't really know what I'm talking about. They could be like, oh, it's 20 years. So, you know, you can just do it just like a regular passport. But I just don't want to risk it because a lot of the application has your personal information on it as well as a check um, to the state. So mm -hmm. I don't want you to lose it or have you have to do it over again because that's just a waste of time. Mm Yeah, because if I could renew it, then I could. I would just. I wouldn't even need these new photos. Basically, I just send them that passport, and they probably pretty much use that photo that's in there, huh? No. Oh, really? Every renewal, you need a new passport. Oh. Because renewals or passports last ten years. Uh huh. So you're gonna look different after ten years. Yeah. Yeah. So they want a new, updated version. They frown upon you using your old passport photo. Mm. Say you had it in. JPEG mode, mm -hmm. and then you just reprint it out. They're gonna know that you reprinted out the same photo. They're gonna make you do it over again. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean it's 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 a it's a it's a rule. Like you can't. It, they won't. They I guarantee you they won't like it, and then they'll just they'll you know send you a letter, but they won't call you. Right. And then they'll say, yeah, you have to give us an updated version of you, and then so it's just you know. Well, thank you for this. I'm going to call up these guys. Good luck, sir. All right, take care.
All right, that was nice. Oh, geez. We're out of there. We got a passport photo. Oh, geez. Something I've noticed about myself when I'm in situations where people uh, like to um, share the knowledge that they have. I tend to give them as much of the floor as possible. I let, I let the, I, uh, even if I know the answer to something that they're talking about, I will not stop them in the middle of that going, oh yeah, I know that. Sometimes, but other times it's like, well, you know, that's all right. Just let this person, just let them, you know, let them, let them have that thrill of feeling like they enlightened uh, a fellow human on some topic that they do deep dive studies on. that intersection again that I was at before. Let's see what we can do here, folks. Let's see what we can do. Let's see what we can do here, folks. That looks perfect. Perfect, open, and inviting. Oh, yeah, baby. Perfect, perfect, perfect. You got to have eyes all over your brain, all over your head. I would say eyes in the back of your head, but really it's just all over, floating around your aura. And the more that, that that happens, like I wonder what would happen if I placed myself in the brain space of just imagining all these eyes, all these eyes of perception, of awareness, you know, sort of that... That 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 uh, higher mind aspect. I suppose the all-seeing eye. Um, activated. Imagine. Imagine just all these eyes floating around me. What I'm wondering is if I experiment with that enough. If it does enhance, uh, in fact, enhance my senses of my surroundings. Um. I bet you. It all stems from the imagination, doesn't it? Everything. That's why Neville Goddard talks so highly of the imagination. That's his starting point. How beautiful is that? If you get a chance, listen to some Neville Goddard. N-E-V-I-L-L-E-G-O-D-D-A-R-D. Goddard. Goddard. Neville. Neville Goddard. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Now another exciting episode with Nivile Godard, the man of imagination, the imagination man, the master of imagination, the maestro, the maestro of imagination, Nivile Godard. He's got YouTube videos. Well, and by YouTube videos, I mean just audio, but with a uh, still photo on YouTube. You can hear tons of his stuff. But it's all about that imagination. It's all about the imagination. All these, all these channelers, all these uh, uh, spiritualists, shaman, etc., and so forth. They all talk about the importance of the imagination. That's where the blueprints, all the creativity is fused. The imagination, that's where it begins. 
It's where the spell casting begins. How exciting is that? So we have now a new passport photo. Next stage is calling the uh, passport people and learning the real deal. Sometimes I wonder if, you know, with these big eight, with these big organizations like the DMV, you could go in there two, three, four, five times and they all tell you a different story. Starting to think with places like this, maybe you call up three or four places and you go, okay, give me a different opinion. You know, put me on the line with another person and just like learn, okay, are they all on the same page? <clears throat> and you get it all there before you go in. Whatever happens, all I know is by whatever date I get this new passport. I trust that it's going to be in perfect timing. As the mantra goes, I'm living in the timeline of my deepest desires, my highest excitements, and my utmost fulfillment. I'm living in the timeline of my deepest desires, my highest excitements and my ultimate fulfillment. I'm living in the timeline of my deepest desires, my highest excitements, and my utmost fulfillment. We shall talk more later. In fact, actually, you know what I'd like to do? I'm gonna add, um, right now, I got, a, I, got a, I got a fever. I got a fever for a man behind the machine voice message. I just noticed one here. We're gonna add it in here. Thanks for listening to Inspirato Projecto. Thank you so, so very much. And now, a quick ASMR segment. It's man, I saw the new Top Gun. This is coming back to you again. I sent you a few messages about a week ago. Love the new Top Gun, was very skeptical. But I want to ask you about the deep fakes they did in the film. They composited a lot of different um, voices together for Val Kilmer because he's got throat cancer. So they, did, they used a lot of AI to generate voices based on what Val Kilmer sounds like or what it sounds like. Anyways, they used those in the film, but got me thinking, do you think they deepfaked Tom Cruise? Because he looked a little young in the film, and I was looking at the um, the red carpet in South Korea today, um, where he was opening uh, Top Gun in South Korea. Anyways, he looks older and in real life. Do you think they could have deepfaked him in the new Top Gun, since they deepfaked Iceman? Wow, man behind the machine, that is incredible. I have not yet seen the new Top Gun. 
I've heard the uh, the rave reviews. I heard Val Kilmer was in there, <clears throat> and I saw the movie Val, the um, documentary about Val Kilmer, and it talks all about his throat cancer and stuff. So that's interesting that they were able to put him in the movie. Uh, they probably did deep fake Tom Cruise's face. They probably used some of that similar technology that they were using for, um, was it Mandalorian when Luke Skywalker shows up? And then remember when they did for the Neutron, they did something like that for Flynn. And then, um, What else did they do that with recently that I saw? Something where... Huh. Something there... Oh, The Irishman. Irishman? I haven't seen that movie yet. But I hear that they they make uh, Robert De Niro, De Niro and the gang uh, younger. So that's interesting that you notice that for the movie that he looked younger... And then on the red carpet, he looked older. Yeah, they probably did do that, huh? I suppose in this day and age, you can't... You know, it's getting better and better. You really can't tell, huh? Jeez. I mean... That means... Uh, anybody. Any, any, anybody who wants to act in a movie and look like their younger self, I'm sure they could just go, yeah, can you, uh, can you wave the, uh, the, the 20 years younger brush over my face and we'll see what happens. The technology is getting so good, isn't it? I'm waiting, uh, out here right now in front of Matthew McDonald's house. It's, uh, 5.35 a.m., and um, we're going to, to Denver. We're flying to Denver today. And so this is going to be the schedule for Yachtly Crew. By the way, I put up my first Yachtly Crew NFTs. And I would love for you to check them out. Go to Inspirato Projecto. Hello! So we'll be um, June 21st at the Oriental Theater in Denver. On the 24th, we'll be in Chicago at Park Bank, Parkway Bank Park. 25th, we'll be in Highland Park. Um, yeah, and that's it. Then we'll come back and then we'll be in Las Vegas at the Palms. So perhaps we'll see you there. Mr. Inspirato Projecto. How you doing? How's Yachtly Crew? Oh my God, dude. Every time I hear certain songs, I think of you guys. <laughs> it's all your fault, man. It was amazing. Anyways, I hope y'all are doing amazing on your tour. I hope everything's going great. I'm sure it is because you guys are fabulous. But I just wanted to say hi. Talk to you soon, my friend. Dig that. Dig it the most. Wow. Thank you so much, Foxy Lady, from Awesome Sauce Radio and Cannabis Conundrum. I had so much fun meeting you and Desert Fox. By the way, um, I will be releasing that 
I will release that next. How about that? That'll be the next episode after this. Part three of our conversation. I'm out in front of the hotel that Yachtly Crew stayed at after the Marquee Theater show in uh, Tempe, Arizona. So that is coming up. And uh, you two are just so funny, so intelligent, so wise. Your podcasts, Awesome Sauce Radio and Cannabis Conundrum, deserve to get awards, accolades, ribbons, uh, cups. Like I just saw a thing today where people are holding up Stanley Cups. Maybe you get a big cup. Um, cup of soup. Maybe someone brings you a cup of soup in a, in a golden bowl. Any number of things. You deserve uh, accolades. Let's just put it plain and simple. Major accomplishments. And I cannot wait until Yachtly Crew plays in your area again. What we're going to listen to next is an interview um, with a guy named Nate. On at the uh, Oriental Theater in Denver. So I'm going to give you a little taste of us being on the road. Denver. We're in Chicago tonight. That's another podcast. I've recorded a whole whole episode. Um, and tomorrow we're playing in Rosemont for 5,000 screaming croupies my friends, family schoolmates so many good people that's tomorrow and the next day Highland Park anyway um, you're going to listen to this this is going to be an interview with Nate from the Oriental Theater. Then after that, a special treat. Two special treats. The Unity All-Stars. These guys are on the 311 cruise. This is where, where we met them. And, the, and um, they came up on stage. And they, they, do, they did Call Me L. But I got, I got, some, I got some audio. So stick around. It's them rehearsing um, Sex on the Beach, which is our other song, too. Sex on the Beach and Call Me Yell. Stick around. You might like it. You might like it. Thanks for listening. Unexpected things happening to them, you know? Yeah. It's just like, you know, especially if there's stuff that they don't normally share with people because people are thinking that they're going crazy if they were to talk about something like that. Um, have you, like, what kind of, have you seen ghosts, or have you... I haven't seen ghosts, but I've heard things when I know I'm the last person in the building. Mm-hmm. And I've worked in a couple of, like, older theaters. I do security at nightclubs, like, just random shit all the time. Where, where you know there's nothing there, and it, and it was obviously cleaned up, and a table gets knocked over, fucking, yeah. 
So you'll hear an entire table just get just falling down. How far are you usually away from these things when they happen? Uh, I don't know, at least 100 feet or so. Like, I'm in the same room, but it's not in my, like, direct view. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, so you'll hear it like, whoa, it's like, <laughs> like right around the corner of the door or something, huh? Yeah. And I can only imagine how much that would... Uh, are you the only person here? You, are there other people with you? Not, it hasn't been here. It's been at the nightclub downtown. But that's usually, like... There's other people in the building, but they're in another room, not 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 next to me, and that's usually when I'm grabbing everything and boogie. Time Does anyone trade stories and say like, "Oh, I, you know what? That same thing happened not, to me." Not yet. Do you think there's some people who are just a little afraid to like yeah, look like they're kind of kooky if they come out and they go, "Hey, guess what? I heard yeah, I'm sure other a table move in yeah, the other I'm room sure or other something." People have experienced it. I just yeah. don't think anybody's ready to talk about it. Because it'd be interesting if, you know, just for kicks, if it's, let's say, for instance, in here, if there was a psychic to come in and go, oh, okay, well, no wonder why maybe you heard sounds over in this quadrant of yeah, the building or, or saw a flash of light over there or something, you know? Because then it could be like, oh, there was a there was this spirit who used to come here all the time, and he was a vaudeville performer, and he died here, and it's like, that's, you know, that's Frank the, that's Frank the magician, you know? <laughs> and then you could go, okay, now it makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why well, I keep seeing rabbits in the hallways. <laughs> but yeah, I just get a kick out of playing these theaters, because they have such a special, they all have a special quality about them, which is the entire building is an art piece in itself. Yeah, yeah. Everywhere you look, there's something artistic going on. And, um, what I've noticed with a lot of these old theaters is that they all, like, the painting is usually as if it were an outdoor courtyard uh-huh. of some, like, royalty. Like, some of them, like in Monterey, the Golden State Theater, that one, it looks like you're outside of, like, like a kingdom. Like, okay, now it's time for jousting! Yeah, you know, like yeah. one of those kinds of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just the way that the, the, the paintings are and everything. And so, uh, hey, what up? The, so in here it's interesting because it's kind of Mayan. Was it always that same painting, or was it different? You know, I'm not sure. Be interesting to know. You know, just to, like... The, just the I started kind of going down these yeah. rabbit holes of, like, going... Because I met this guy named Martin Schmidt at the Golden State Theater, and he helped restore the theater back yeah. to, like, how it used to look back in the olden days. He, he meticulously spent all this time, and the theater would just pay him to whatever resources he needed to get it done. They were, That's you know, they are helping him out. And he loved it, and he was just so passionate about it. So I got a chance to talked to him and he was just telling me about all this really interesting the different paranormal activities going on and the you know in there and stuff and who who the architects were the building and so now it's like now i enter this one and i go hmm maybe i ought to do a little research on this you know like i wonder now if maybe these were the same architects who worked on the golden state theater because there are similar things in here that i see over there and i go whoa wouldn't that be weird if i accidentally become an architect (laughs) like i never intended but somehow i just have a knack for it of like going hey that's the same style of this dude you know there's another store uh theater uh the majestic in ventura and that has the same type of thing and it looked very similar to the style of the golden state theater and some of these styles in here kind of was that era you know everybody had a similar vibe It's intriguing, right? Like when you walk into an old historical building and you just look around, and you go, "Okay, this is just kind of how it is," you know. But there's so there are all these like, you know, like when that curiosity goes, "Oh, go ahead and I dare you to peel back that layer." Yeah, and I get, going, "Okay, what's that layer?" And you go, "What the heck? I didn't even realize all that." Wow. 
then you get to appreciate a place a lot more. Like, I definitely appreciate the Golden State Theater a lot more after yeah, having heard all that history. history. Yeah, absolutely. It definitely gives it more meaning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because then you know there was, like, a certain intention and a certain motivation, a certain thought and idea in that person's brain as they were painting that thing. You know, like, imagine, like, there was something that was inspiring them to make that, whatever, that, whether it was whatever. an eagle or whatever the heck the thing was on the wall. People fishing, you know, it's like, okay, what was leading you there? What was the thing? Was it just maybe a memorandum of like your grandpa used to fish with him? Was it something that was of an actual historical thing? Yeah. I mean, gosh, it's like, and it's just left up for the future generations to kind of figure out on their own. <laughs> what did he mean? You know, I see the big Mayan faces. What does it mean? Was this person big into the, you know, researching the Mayan history? And they're like, you know what? We need murals of Mayan things. Oh my gosh, we need it. Bring back that spirit. Heck, maybe there's some Mayan apparition that walks around in these hallways or something, you know? Yeah. Inspired somebody that painted that way. Gosh. Yeah, these kinds of places intrigue me, so I just have a feeling now that we had a conversation, you're most likely going to either see more things or maybe get some interesting vibes or maybe you'll find your intuition being like more like, well, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, now that we kind of invited it into yeah. the conversation, you know, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. What's your name? Nate. Oh, Nate. That's right. Nate. That's right. Stony Shores. Pleasure. To, pleasure to meet you. I was hoping to get some apparition stories, but the, hey, what can you, you know, what can you do? What can you do?
so much for, Hi. what's your name? I'm Jamie. Jamie, pleasure to meet you. I'm Stony Shores. Thank you so much for coming out here and being a part of this. Gosh, they just sound great together, don't they? They just sound so good. Hi, your merch people are Cassie. Pretty good. Magical, magical. I should be going in there and airdropping, really, is what I should be doing. That's usually what I do. I, 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 I airdrop it. Oh, he, yes, listen to this guy. 
very exciting. I'm gonna go out, I'm gonna airdrop these people. Who's coming in? Oh my gosh, there are already people out here. This is incredible. Wow. Alright, let's see if they know anything about airdrops. We're gonna do we're gonna do a little test in order to see what happens with this because uh, if it goes through, then I cannot tell you how excited I will be should that happen. Alright, I will talk to you later. This is Blythe Baines, and you're listening to Inspirato Projecto. It's a face palm, a face palm, a balm of calm, like an napalm bomb. It's a face palm, a face palm, crumbly malm of loamy alms. And how soon do you think you to, to do it again? It's a face palm, a face palm, here come alms playing Brahms and prom. And how soon do you think you to, to, to do it again? And the homes from Guam, Guam to the cable comes. Are the Grom Rom diatoms glom in their moms? It's a face palm, a face palm. The book of psalms and rhymes and rums. And how soon do you think you'll do it again?